C-O-T-A. What does that tell you, bro? What is Circuit of the Americas. I'm super hyped for it. How about you? Man, I told you, America's different, bro. You can just see in all the all the promo leading up to it. Yeah, you know, we were just reading about it. 100,000 people. It's already sold out. It's going to be a crazy time. There's going to be celebrities there. Like, Americans, you never think of F1 when you think of Americans, but this track, this circuit, it has a rich history. Yeah, I mean, it was Indianapolis before, which Bernie that, Ecclestone vowed to never go back. Yeah, like, I mean, Indianapolis is is NASCAR. Yeah, it's NASCAR. It's not F1. So I guess they're staking their claim in Austin. Um, what is it going to be called next year when we have two American circuits? I mean, it's still going to be the American Grand Prix, but there's going to be two American Grand Prix. But it can't be called the Circuit of the Americas because there's two of them, bro. Yo, Miami, tons of promo going into Miami. I just looked at the schedule for next year. It's in May. It's going to be dope. It's going to be blazing 23 races next year, which is a record. 22 this year, which is a record. F1 is on just a massive surge of growth. It is. Do you want to dive into, um, obviously, there's a lot of controversy around the workers that don't make as much money in 23 races, how it's really exhausting. It takes away from the personal lives. Or do you want to do that after? Or do we want to talk about Austin first? Let's talk about Austin. Okay, let's talk about Austin. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, Most of, I mean... Just following along on social media, most of the drivers pretty much went straight to the U.S. after. Yeah, I mean, it is the U.S. It is good old America, you know? The greatest country in the world. I wouldn't say the greatest. I mean, I'm just saying what (laughs) Americans say, right? (laughs) Yeah. Think about this. You know people from your past experiences, right? Think about people on the other side of the world, Mm -hmm. whether it be anywhere in the Pacific, from China to Australia. Going Mm -hmm. to America is a big deal. And it's it the same for Europeans. I mean, we lose that kind of lust because it's like we're next to them. Yeah, you know what? That's a very fair point. It is America. We're right next to it. It's like a $500 flight. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually, that makes sense. A lot of people do think it's like this massive, uh, well, how do we explain it? Like, Promised Man, land? you watch the movies, the pop culture. Well, do we call it the promised land? The promised land. I mean, living in Toronto, we were an hour and a half from the border, bro. Like, yeah, but, but you got to think of this too, though. Like, that's a couple cities. Like, no one's trying to live in Nebraska or Iowa. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> you got to think Hollywood, New York, 100%. Chicago, Miami, Dallas. The list goes on, bro. Uh, it's going to be hype. And I, I'm really excited for Austin just because it's we, we both looked at the virtual track. It's a very exciting track. I love the fact, so everyone on race day is on, in their positions, and that first, like, dash to the f- turn one is uphill. Yeah, it is And if uphill. you don't judge it right, you're going to lock up. Yeah, it's such an interesting track because it's such a technical track with all the turns and all, the, like, when you're watching the virtual lap, there's a lot of curbs you have to hit. So, you know, if you take some damage... You know, when you're when uh, Bono comes on and says, Lewis, stay off the curbs, like it's going to affect your race. So it's going to be a very fun track. I can't wait for the lights out. Shout out to my boy Crofty. We're still manifesting. Still manifesting. It's going to be just this track is a new track in when you think of F1 history. I mean, since 2012, it is a modern day track made for the modern F1 car. So a lot of downforce. Uh, I was reading today that Gasly said there's quite a bit of bumps, which will be a challenge. I think it's going to be a very entertaining race. Yeah, there's a lot of bumps when you even come with the first sale from what we were listening to. Um, is it the most recent track? 
Uh, no, because now you've got Saudi. Well, when was Saudi built? Well, Saudi's been built right now. No, no, I'm talking about like, is it the most recent track we're racing on as of today? Do you think? I think it is, isn't it? Maybe, not? maybe Baku. Okay, but, but it, Baku's not really a track in the city. This is actually like a fully made out track for us. Yeah, it's not even 10 awesome. years old. Yeah, and you know, it, it's coming up on its 10 years. And I, I don't know if COVID counts, if they skip that, but it's like at uh, nine years. So I hope we stay in Austin. It's going to be really hype. Um, so Lewis, Max, you know, we got to talk about the championship battle. It is a Mercedes favorite track. So that's looking bright. Mercedes is dominated. Lewis has, what we'll count it five of the last eight wins on, on the track. Yeah. And you know, the Red Bull team, they've just been, they've just been talking a lot of ish because since Silverstone, they just been crying, bro. Don't even since say Silverstone. Ish. Apparently, Mercedes has done some weird stuff. Let's call let's call a spade a spade. They just cry cry babies. Red Bull, get your stuff together, please. All I can think about though, because we just did the rush episode, is <laughs> somehow like little Red Bull like spies are trying to like sneak their way into the Mercedes paddock wow. to find out what's going on to sabotage the car. Or steal their ideas. Either. I don't. I would be so careful. I don't trust anything about Red Bull. No, you, you can't because Red Bull just cries and complains. They are like the secret, what what, what secret intelligence of bro? They're of, the espionage of F one. Like I don't trust them at all. The the worst part about this is Red Bull is such a fun, cool brand, but I can't get behind their F one team. Yeah, you know what? If it wasn't for Christian Horner and Max Verstappen, I'd probably be a Red Bull fan because their brand is actually really cool. We talk about this all the times that. Red Bull as an organization in general is amazing. Like how they do all the cool stuff with the cars and just like their overall marketing scheme. I mean, shout out to Brittany. She gives us some Red Bull plugs at the office, but it's just a cool brand, but you just can't really stick behind Christian Horner and I mean, sorry, the Mosquito and Mr. Verstappen. They, yes, I cannot. They are a brand that always thinks outside of the traditional norm. I mean, looking at how they've just led up to this race, um, you know, the campaign of driving through New York City, doing donuts in downtown Dallas, you know, looking at the stuff they've done off-road. I mean, they're they're cool. Which car is it? You think the 2016 car? It's one of the more modern cars, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they ain't using the, the real car. No, no, but which car is it? The 2016 car or 2018? What do you think? I don't know. I think it could just be last year's car. Isn't last year's car very similar to this year's car? They probably... Yeah, I didn't chassis. pay too much attention to the car. But yeah, so um, it's definitely not cha- Vettel's uh, championship cars, for sure. Definitely <laughs> not, Vettel. Definitely not. So think about this, though. This weekend, we've got this highly anticipated American Grand Prix. We've got the battle between Lewis and Max. Then we've got the secondary battle between McLaren and Ferrari. And I'm not sure if you've been paying attention, but I think Ferrari's checked out because Bonato is going to be missing races to get back to the factory. He says he's going to be spending more time on the 2022 car, which is fair. I mean, either Bonato really... Maybe his job is in a lot of pressure for 2022. One million percent. Or he really trusts his team. Bro, I don't know what Four sport more ladder. where the coach or can just be like, yeah, I, I got to take some games off to focus on next year. It's like, that's weird. So the former or the latter? <laughs> Which one is it? Trust his team or he's just really nervous for he's his ner- next year? Well, we all know that anyone who's been a part of that organization says the pressure that comes with it, the pressure to perform, to win. I think he's on the hot seat. He's for sure on the hot seat. 
And I mean, he has picked up. I mean, with all things considered, Signs and Leclerc is a pretty strong driving lineup. It's not like he lacks yeah, the drivers. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad lineup. It's definitely not Latifi and say uh, freaking Mazepin. <laughs> no, it's not. So he has the good drivers. I wouldn't say he has the best drivers. Um, so uh, he's definitely under the the pressure. He's definitely on the hot seat. That Do whole organization is under pressure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this then. Out of all 10 F1 teams, obviously, like, Williams, who cares about them? Which team has the most pressure? Is it Ferrari, or do you think it's Mercedes now? I, well, I wouldn't say don't care about Williams. Bro, Williams is headed in the best direction. Like, no, they've so, got the about, investment. They've, they're rolling. About pressure. I'm talking about, like, if you sign up, like, let's say you remove every single team, right? Like, you clear every team out. If you were to sign with one team, which one brings the most pressure? Is it Mercedes It's Ferrari. Now? You think it's Ferrari? Ferrari is storied. You've got generational fans. Um, you just have to look at Mercedes has won seven times. In a row. Okay. <laughs> but in a row. Okay, seven times. But when you look at their, like, social following, it's not as big as Ferrari's. And they're the most relevant team in the modern era. I, I 100% agree with you. I definitely think that's accurate. It's just Mercedes comes with a amounts pressure, so it just shows you definitely. how much pressure Ferrari has. Ferrari's pressure, though, is so much more magnified just because of the fact that it's Ferrari. The two and how do you sell cars... When you're a racing car and you're not the fastest car. This is all why F1 is one of the greatest marketing businesses in the world. It's the Tufasi, bro. It is the Tufasi. Like, I'm telling you, if I'm rich, and I, I'm, I don't know if I'm buying a Ferrari, bro. No, no, no. You're buying a Ferrari. You'd have one Ferrari. Maybe I'm buying... Mercedes. No, you're not. You're buying a Ferrari. You you already know you wanted a Ferrari when you were a child. You're gonna get at least one Listen, Ferrari. And this is why I'm pushing I probably my agenda is here. Aston Martin's on the come up. They no, want to sell bro. cars. This whole, but from a Porsche. business standpoint, Aston Martin is only here to sell cars. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I did listen to the first five minutes of the Lawrence Stroll episode. It was cool. I mean. He was talking about how happy he was when he saw Lance on uh, 2020 Turkey, I think it was. Yeah. But it, it, was, it was cool. I didn't get a chance to listen to the rest of it. I think Aston Martin, um, when you look at it that way, though, you're not exactly Aston Martin. It's Aston Martin sponsored, right? That means they're in but it. Lawrence for- Stroll is the majority owner. Oh, is he? Of Aston Martin now. Okay. So, okay, that makes sense. It bad. all makes sense. And it's crazy. And now... Tapping into Red Bull, they're going to be developing their own engine. I'm starting to wonder, will we see Red Bull enter the auto market? You can uh, you can tell I'm not a Lawrence Stroll fan, but um, <laughs> no, because Red Bull's like, have you looked into Red Bull's whole uh, engine development? I haven't. But it's Honda. So they're keeping a division of Honda with Red Bull. So it, it, they're technically Honda's pulling out, but Red Bull is taking Honda engineers. They're still using... Honda's motorsport team, not their F1 team. But it's not going to be called Honda anymore. It's going to be called Red it's Bull. It's going to be Red Bull. It's it's a Red Bull division, So, but they're taking a part of Honda's team. So technically, they're still kind of Honda ran because it's Honda's engineers. And their F1 team will, will be in... Uh, Red Bull's F1 team will be in conjunction with Red um, Honda's motorsport division. But, not, but they are shutting down their F1 division, not their motorsport. So like all the... All the motorbikes and motocross and all that stuff division, it's still linked with Red Bull. So technically, they're not really out, but by like, sorry, uh, whatever, whatever way it works, technically, figuratively, but 
Honda still has skin in the game. Uh, sure. It's not by so, with, with all of the marketing ploys being said, the first thing I'm going to Google after this, because of the last, call it, year and a half, who sold more cars, McLaren or Ferrari? And For, I'm saying McLaren, Ferrari. fam. No, for, I mean, but Ferrari doesn't sell as many cars as McLaren. Bro, McLaren and Ferrari compete in the same space. No. Uh, and who's a better uh, team right Ferrari, now? That papaya orange, bro. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm saying is that isn't Ferrari like they only make a certain amount of cars a year and they don't care to sell? That's why I want to look into it. Yeah. I want to check it because this sport drives performance off the track just as much as it drives on the track. No, it does. And I feel like right now, if I'm a, you know, nice multimillionaire, maybe billionaire, and I'm in the in market for a whip. I'm definitely going McLaren over Ferrari. No, you're going Mercedes, bro. <laughs> no, well, I took Mercedes out of it because of the battle for McLaren-Ferrari. Okay, so th- that's something we'll Google. We'll bring up on our next podcast or one of the next. Maybe we'll do a dedicated podcast. The economics podcast. of F1. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely look into that one. You look t- Stay tuned for that. So let me ask you this then. If Porsche enters, Damn. are you a Porsche fan? I get, I'm telling you right now, if Porsche enters, I'm jumping the bandwagon. Yo, Team Porsche. Yo, Porsche. <sighs> I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be, I'm a Mercedes fan, so I'm, I can't to support multiple teams. To be announced. I'm, I drove Mercedes. <laughs> okay. Two Mercedes back to back. Hey, listen, I'm just saying, we'll see if you stick there when Lewis is gone. I know you're a big Lewis fan, so we'll see, but we'll I see. hopefully but you do. Porsche. And I mean, I also love Aston Martin, right? Like, I love these brands that come in, it, they, it aligns with what they're trying to do. Like, Aston Martin is a very storied car manufacturer yeah so sure. if porsche came into f1 poor why do people buy porsches well I they want know. performance yeah like this is why it makes sense like this is also why bmw has made i think if we look at the last 10 years and i, I will i will definitely have to go back and fact check this stuff but mercedes has sold a lot of cars to younger generations because they've made vehicles that are more accessible to an entry-level buyer. Can I give you the heads up on what it is? Tell me. BMW cars just suck now. They do? They're just not the same. Like, they still feel the same as they did in 2010. So, as, so this is where Mercedes BMW... has actually innovated the game. And, and, you know, it speaks to their F1 team. Their F1 team has innovated the game. So, I mean, Mercedes is just a better brand. Like, I'm a BMW guy before Mercedes. I always have been. But I just have to... When the truth... You, you got to be a truth teller. That's the why Mercedes I'm, just like, shocked, like... BMW has missed the boat on this because they compete in other motorsport, but F1 is the pinnacle. Yeah, like, think, let's be honest. There's no other motorsport that touches F1. Yeah, I think BMW is like the standard in motor, motor, uh, motorcycles, but in terms of F1, it's not even close. But I, I think when Porsche enters, like, I'm trading in the papaya orange for sure. Damn. Uh, uh, like, Porsche is my favorite What would the brand. color scheme be? Is it going to be the Porsche red? Like, No, it won't be the Porsche red because then you're playing on too much Ferrari. The Porsche yellow. You know that you know that, that hard yellow. I, mean, I, I know. The Porsche's got the most vibrant color schemes in the game. It like, could be that it could be that that sexy green they put onto their GT3 RS. You know Listen, I Porsche gotta get in the game, bro. This could be the perfect time for Porsche well, to they come say in. Porsche and Audi want to enter in 2026, which is probably the right time just because of how everything's gotta smooth over. But let's actually jump back into Austin because we've been talking too much about cars. Oh, I got one more co- piece <laughs> okay, on it. Okay. Because of all of this growth, more tracks, more everything, do we ever see another constructor added? 
Ooh. What do you mean by because like another? Are any of these teams really going? Like I was like, oh, Haas is going, but apparently they're not. So do we I ever see, see an eleventh constructor? I can see it going back to twenty four because back in the day you used to have twenty two, twenty four cars. It'd be cool because then it allows. There could be twelve constructors. Why not? Yeah, I, it's, it's if you have money to put it in the game, right? It, it, if you look at every track, it has like I think like twenty six, twenty eight exactly. spots. So I think it's just if you have enough skin to be in the game, and if F one thinks it makes sense. If you want to look at it this way, is there another potential for franchise team? I don't see why not. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's how. I think that's the only way uh, Porsche and Audi enters. They just expand F1. But who knows? Like, we, we talk about him all the time in a negative way. Gunther might be looking for scrap metal, and you know, Oz Yo. might be out. So, bro, Gunther. He literally is deep in the scrapyard looking for a new chassis, bro. <laughs> that, no, looking for a used one. That might work. <laughs> All right, back to Austin. Back to Austin. So this is a Mercedes favorite track. I mean, obviously Europe. because of their history. Um, Lewis Hamilton has dominated this track. Five out of eight races, as we mentioned earlier. I'm pretty sure um, we mentioned it earlier. The thing about Lewis, though, is it is it safe to say he is the best driver out of the top drivers, I'm not going to say like Alonso because Alonso's really good at managing his tires. Like, everybody knows that. I mean, they are the most tenured drivers as well. Is Lewis the best at managing his tires, which is a big thing on this track? I mean, if we're going by history, it is. That's like, all we can go off is history. Like, Lewis is... There's people still talking about, like, Lewis could have gone all the way on the last race. He's so He's so intelligent, and... We talked about this, like, way back, but the th- the stereotype that Lewis is just an instinctual driver and he's not great in terms of intelligence because Nico Rosberg was really smart is actually the stupidest thing I ever heard because Lewis is so intelligent when it comes to actually managing his tires and how to race. So I'm actually curious to see what that looks like. If um, Mercedes is only on a two-stop, if Mer- uh, Red Bull goes on a three-stop, like, it's going to be such an interesting race. It is. Not only interesting, just so important. We, you know, including this race, we've got six races. This is it, right? You got to come out of Austin on top to head to Mexico or Brazil. It's Mexico whichever. and Brazil. Yeah. Red Bull's also favored on those tracks as well. So you have to have a really good weekend. You absolutely need to. And I think, you know, Lewis understands. He's locked in. I mean, you just got to see him on IG running through the hills of California, California right now. Beverly like hills. He's putting in, he's putting in that work. I, I, he knows what's at stake. And I really feel that Lewis, he's got that extra year signed as a, a safety net, but he wants to close with number eight and call it quits. Yeah, he has. He signed a three-year extension, did he not? Maybe three. I, I thought it was just for one extra year. Maybe it's for two extra I think, years. I think it's two extra years. So first off, shout out to Lewis. He was partying with Liz Cambage. Shout out to the W. Shout out to Candace that. Parker. Um who do you think Lewis's first call was in L.A.? When he arrived, James Harden? Because he seems to chill with James Harden quite a bit. Yeah, but James ain't in L.A. Oh, yeah. You think it was LeBron? He's homies with LeBron. Like, in terms of, like, celebrity or, or another athlete. Who do you think his All first call All these celebrities was? change phone numbers so often. So, it's like when Lewis touches down, like, is the easiest way just to hit the hit someone up on DMs? For sure. It's definitely hitting Lewis on the IG. He follows What happens when, when you see the Lewis DM come in? I mean, you're another star as LeBron. You're a bigger star as LeBron James, but you're definitely hitting Lewis back because Lewis is, like, the biggest star. You ain't leaving Lewis on red. Is Lewis the biggest biggest athlete other th- out of soccer in Europe? 
Yeah, so most I, popular. I think if we're looking at just athletes, if you get you rid got of the Ronaldo's and Messi's with their crazy amounts of followers, soccer's a different thing. Soccer's then religion. you've got LeBron, who's now hit the pinnacle of a hundred mil. Yeah, what's Europe though, Lewis? Is anybody more popular than you if they're not in soccer? Because soccer's a religion out there. We take away soccer. I'm, I'm trying to think Lewis. some of the tennis stars, but nah, it's got to be Lewis. It's got to be Lewis. So Lewis is, in his own right, probably the biggest black athlete in Europe. Right or wrong. Next to any soccer player. Yeah, outside of football, for sure. Yeah. So LeBron's definitely hitting him. LeBron's not leaving on, on red. And he's in L.A., bro. Like, LeBron and Lewis probably went for a drink. Probably, you know, probably had some fun. Potentially. For sure. But I, I don't, I, I hope I really see Bottas show up because this is a Mercedes favorite track. What do you think about that? Do you think Bottas shows up? This, this race and the remaining five after it, Checo and Bottas thing is going to be so important. Bottas just got his 10th victory. He's riding that high. He, he is in complete control of what he wants in Mercedes because he could be checked out, doesn't affect him. He could perform, doesn't affect him. Like, it comes down to how his mental is. I think Valtteri is a professional where he'd like to finish out and win a constructors because it is very... I'm sure they have bonuses. I would also assume it's very impressive winning a constructor. Do you think Toto has pretty much just told him, like, when if you do this, I'm signing you like M's under the table. He's probably just giving him another GT with a GTS. You don't need another GT, bro. Probably giving his wife a matching GTS, bro. It is very you told interesting. Me, you tell me you don't get a matching GTS? You're not, you're not about it? Yeah, but if I'm Valtteri, I can just go buy my own GTS. I don't want to spend the 400k on a custom GTS. I'd rather Toto buy it for me. I have to do my job anyways. Yeah. And, and listen, think about it. He's if he wins, he's still a four-time constructors champion. But I think the constructors. But who can say it's that? It's pretty safe to say that Mercedes is going to win the constructors. It's very. But if he absolutely bombs, then they don't win the constructors. But you got to think of it this way, right? Four-time champion in constructors or driver is very impressive. Right, like being part of a constructors championship team is very impressive. I will say that it, it makes no sense for him to tank races, but I don't know, man. I, I think Valtteri will have a good race. I think he's under a lot of pressure in terms of um, from Mercedes fans, which he might crack under. But it should be very interesting to see what happens in Austin. Do you think Lewis and Valtteri talk? I don't want to say daily, but like they they talk frequently. I think they talk frequently. I think Lewis and Valtteri are actually friends. Like, you, you know how people say you can't be friends in F1 or you can't be friends with some teammates? I think there's a clear hierarchy there. I think everybody knows Lewis is number one and he's the better driver. And Valtteri obviously has been released of all his pressure going to uh, Alfa Romero. So I'm pretty sure they talk more than they did before. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if they talk strategy. like what, Or is it just like, yo, we're both in America doing our own things right now. We'll link up when we get to the... To the circuit of the Americas. Maybe, maybe Valtteri's with Lewis, bro. <laughs> I, I can't picture I cannot that. picture Valtteri at one of these weird, like, artsy L.A. parties. And Lewis is there wearing the most ridiculous outfit. And then you just see Valtteri in the corner with his hat on. <laughs> okay, it's, not, it's it, he's definitely not with Lewis. I take that back. I take he that definitely back. definitely ain't, bro. I'm going to put it on wax right now, though. Chekhov does not finish this race. Or he finishes in the back half of the grid. Bro. I'm putting on on wax. The lead up to every race is always just like the pressure because one wrong move, someone else hits you, you're done. Yeah. 
going up that hill to turn one. Man, someone's going to lock up. It's going to be Checo. You're feeling the Checo. It's gonna be, eh? I have a feeling Checo is just going to make a mistake today, th- this race. Bro, isn't qualifying on Saturday at like 6 p.m.? I have no idea. Like, everybody, by the way, we're in Atlantic Standard Time, so don't listen to us in terms of... It's going to be a late quality. I was thinking about this. I if you're in four, Europe, four it's like a 10 o'clock start time. Oh, hell yeah. You just go to bed to qualify. That's it. Like, I was thinking about this. Sure, America is this massive market, but F1's mar- market is predominantly, you know, overseas. So when they have an F1 Grand Prix, what does the viewership look like? Well, the race is actually at 3 p.m. our time, which is probably about 9 o'clock their time, six o'clock, uh, seven, uh, between 7 and 9 o'clock Europe time wherever you are in Europe. So I think the race is good. I don't know what time qualifying is, but the viewership is definitely high, though. I mean, you wake up to F1. Oh, that's us. Sorry. They actually watch F1 in the afternoon. I mean, you just the rest delay of the world by a couple watches it in, at peak time. Yeah, they watch it at peak time. I mean, you get to fall asleep to F1. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm still watching it if I'm yeah. in Europe. Hey, listen, if we ever move out west, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to watch F1, bro. I'm putting on bro. wax. Wow. I'm yeah. waking up at 5 a.m. Okay, so let's wrap up like we always do. Who's making Q3? Who's making Q3? Yep. All right. So, Lewis, Max, Valtteri, Checo, Lando. Danny's a little shaky. So, you said you got Charles? Okay, that's yeah. six. I said Lando Leclerc. Yeah. Um, Gasly. Um, I'm going to go with my boy Stroll. No, no Danny? No Danny. No and Alonso? for 9-10, I'm going to go Esteban, and I'm going to throw George in there. You're throwing George in there. I have I, I have a feeling that George is going to have a bad race, honestly. So I got, obviously, the Mercedes. I got the Red Bulls. I have Alonso. I'm going to throw Vettel in. I think Vettel comes up with a good race. Yeah. I got both McLarens. What does that put me at? That puts me at eight, right? I think that's a six. Uh, no, no. I have both Mercedes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's an eight. That's eight. And I'm going to put in both Ferraris. Wow. So I'm going to go Ferrari, I had one Mercedes. Ferrari, one Aston, one Alpine, one McLaren. So so my var- my variations of the two are I have I have Alonso and Vettel. So I have the top four teams, every car making it. And both TV. Ferraris. And, and, yeah, the top four teams, both cars make it, Vettel and Alonso. All right. All right, so one to five. Lewis... Okay. Looks like it, it pains you. You feel like you don't want to say Max, but you feel like saying Max. <laughs> Lewis, Max, Lando. Ooh, no Valtteri. Valtteri in fourth. I'm going to throw Signs in fifth. I like that. I got Lewis, Valtteri, Max, and McLaren for 4 5. Wow, McLaren 4 5. Uh, who's your unsung driver? This week, I'm going to go with my boy Mick Schumacher. Bro, it's so hard to pick Mick because he's because just going to finish in either no, 20th or no, 17th. No, so obviously we saw last he qualified it with his highest and obviously have a good race. But yeah. I feel like this race, there's going to be DNFs. It's also going to be hype for Haas. So because of DNFs and it's Haas's home track being American, I just have a feeling that... 
Mick's going to have his highest ever finish. And if that's like 16th, then it's 16th. But it ain't 19th or 20th. Okay, so so you're just basing it off like he's going to have a very good showing compared to... Um, I think that's fair compared to his normal self. I think that's very fair. I got my homie. <laughs> my homie. And you guys, know I'm, you guys know I'm not a fan. I got Giovanazzi. Antonio Giovanazzi. For some, for some reason, I feel like Giovanazzi is going to pull Giovinazzi up. Giovanazzi is pulling out. He's on the hot seat. I think he's going to pull up at like 12 or 11th. He's going to, like, I feel like he's going to oh finish God, right I around totally there. I totally forgot he was still in that one. Yeah, I have, I have, like, I'm not a Giovanazzi fan. I'm not a hater. It just, I have a feeling he's having a good race. Any, any last words you want to wrap up with? Yo, we're here. Circuit of the Americas. Hey, this shout out to all our American fans. Like, we, you guys are our biggest listenership. We love you guys. Hope you guys enjoy the F1 race. You don't have to wake up early. No 5 a.m. starts for the West Coast. Bro, what do they say? I'm coming to America. Is that what they say? Bro, I feel like, think about those movies too. Like, growing up with, um, I'm just thinking, going to, no, is it? Going to America? You know what, bro? I'm uncultured when it comes to America. I kind of stick within uh, the 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 Southeast Asian and uh, Canadian culture, so I'm kind of uncultured. But as they say, it's an American dream. I know that. <laughs> I know that's a real one. Yo, it's the American dream, and let's just hope that it's in Louis' favor. Let's hope that's true. Anyways, we're signing out. All right, we'll see y'all on Sunday. Peace. Peace.